This is Bob's World. Let me tell you the story about the stolen sport utility vehicle that was found 50 days later and nearly 7,000 miles away. Good morning, I'm Bob Welch. What seems like an oddball headline is in fact a serious story you're going to want to settle in for about organized auto theft. And the story at least starts in Canada in a minute. If you pay attention to Canadian news, you likely heard this story already. If you don't, this will perhaps come as news to you. This story has been part of an ongoing series the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation has been doing about cars and trucks being stolen from Canadian driveways, and instead of being joy-ridden and ditched a few miles away, which often happens, the cars and trucks are instead placed on container ships and sent overseas to be fenced off to unsuspecting people half a world away. This is a story that definitely demands feet on the street, and the CBC's feet on the street belong to reporter Thomas Dagler through the whole series of reports. There's one way of tracking down a car by looking at the vehicle identification number, but that's only after you've tracked it down. To actually track it, you need something a little bit more elaborate. Someone who happened to be at the right place at the right time could enter that vehicle identification number into a database, find the rightful owner, and boom, place a call to them. The CBC's reporter did exactly that back in the summer, and this story is an update in that series. Having your car stolen once is bad enough, but how about twice? When a Toronto man had that happen back in August, he said one thought came to his mind. Not again. Using Apple AirTags he had hidden in the vehicle, Andrew tracked his 2022 GMC Yukon XL, and you wouldn't believe just where it went. And you also won't believe the futility of it all, as he tracked it and phoned subsequent police departments. Andrew is not his real name. The CBC is concealing his name, as the person in question fears organized crime will want to hurt him. The following provides a rare glimpse into an overseas shipping route used by criminals amid Canada's auto theft epidemic. And yours truly is openly wondering, considering Canada is such a similar country to the U.S. in so many ways, why couldn't this be happening in places in the U.S. as well? But I digress. After a vacation away from home last summer, Andrew and his wife returned at around 8.30 p.m., August 7, to an unnerving scene. Parked on the driveway, their sport utility vehicle's steering wheel was bent inward, the anti-theft lock still secured, and the driver's seat was set further back than usual. The couple recognized the sign, sadly, that criminals had dropped by and tried to nab their Yukon. See, they'd had the same model SUV stolen from the same driveway back in May. The error was to have a quick meal and then block the SUV with their other vehicle. They should have blocked the vehicle first, but they didn't. And by the time they got around to doing so, the SUV was gone. But we're not going to blame them for this. The CBC story details that once the SUV disappeared, he said he watched on his smartphone for hours as his Apple AirTags pinged in locations along the journey. He followed it for a while. He called Toronto police as well as law enforcement in nearby communities as he watched his car move. And then two days after the theft, Andrew says an officer finally moved in. One of his Apple AirTags pinged from a railroad container terminal north of Toronto. He phoned the appropriate police department and later heard directly from an officer who agreed to take action. Andrew texted the officer a screenshot showing the precise location of the air tag. 
The officer approached the rail yard, and then the second air tag started pinging at the same location. Andrew received a picture taken from inside a police car, parked near two containers sitting on a rail car. But the officer said they didn't have the authority to open the containers and directed him to the railway's private police service. The futility is what you're thinking right now, right? Yeah. Andrew said railroad police didn't respond to the scene that night, and the train carrying his truck took off soon after. A few days later, one of the air tags was pinging from a rail yard in eastern Ontario, and then three days after that, from the port of Montreal. We're moving east, as you can tell. Again, Andrew said he alerted local police, but watched helplessly as the air tag went offline for nearly a month. Apple air tags use Bluetooth of other iPhones in the area to give location data, you see, and if it's at sea, and there's nobody with an iPhone that's got a cell signal anywhere near it, then you're out of luck. It surfaced again, September 6th, an ocean away, at one of Europe's largest shipping ports in Antwerp, Belgium. 20 days after that, September the 26th, the tracker and the SUV showed up at a port near Dubai. That's some 11,000 kilometers, or 6,800 miles from Toronto. Andrew's father happens to be a retired lawyer. He'd taken on the case in his spare time and spent hours researching how to get the vehicle back. The family hired a private investigator in the United Arab Emirates who found the vehicle in a used car lot. He sent Andrew pictures of the Yukon parked next to other GMC and Chevrolet trucks for sale to unsuspecting people. The vehicle identification number, still visible through the windshield, typed it up, matched that of Andrew's stolen Yukon. From Toronto to the United Arab Emirates. There's much more on that story at cbcnews.ca, that story from the CBC this morning. Bob's World for Wednesday, January 17, 2024. I'm Bob Welch, and from my temporary field headquarters in central Massachusetts, I wish you a great day, and I'll see you on the smartphone.